And this episode of Hatrick Hockey is brought to you by our good friends over at Clarou and Son Roofing. These guys are the kings of roofing, Tristan, like we say, the kings of roofing. These guys last summer alone, over 25,000 bundles of shingles done. They're fully insured. They offer free estimates. The work they do is incredible, and they always get the job done right the first time. So be sure to hit up the boys over at Clarou and Son Roofing because, like we always say, when you want your roof done, call Clarou and Son, baby. Mm-hmm. Don't What is going on, everybody? It's been a while. All you buttes and beauties out there. It is episode number 147 of Hattrick Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hattrick Hockey. If you like Tristan's shirt, my hoodie, my hat, whatever, just smash the link on the post. It'll bring you straight into our merch store for you to collect all your sweet HDH merch. And here, as always, inside Windsor Laser Cutting Studios with my buddy Tristan inside Barker Builds. What's up, dude? It's been a minute. I know. It has been a minute. Uh, <laughs> last thing we were doing, we uh, about a week ago, we interviewed Jason there. and yep. uh, Jason Durace, yeah. Yeah. That went very well. Uh, and I'm happy that we're back now that we can actually just discuss general hockey stuff. Obviously, yeah. it's the off season, so it's pretty slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nevertheless, there's still stuff to talk about, so... Hockey's right around the corner, buddy. I, I know. Like it's, I can smell the, the skates coming up. And, yeah, I could smell the skates and the rink and everything right now already. I could smell it already. The equipment doesn't smell like shit quite yet, but it's good. You know, it's gonna happen. It'll get there. Trust me. It'll get there. But it's the boys are humming right now too. So let's get in real quick to so our last episode I believe was was came out I believe it was August six. We've as everybody knows, this time of year is kind of slow in the hockey world. So we take some time off. Yeah. Um, it's been good recharge because we know that we got a long season coming yeah, for it'll us. It'll be so, a pretty busy season. So um, as everybody knows, we've announced that we are your game day media mm-hmm. for the Essex 73. So what that's going to entail us doing, is that the right word entail? Is that right or intel yeah. or intel yeah. intel? That, what right. does that entail? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Plus one ant. All right. High off the 100%. glass. Here, kids. Plus a thousand ant. <laughs> High off the glass here, kids. But anyway, <laughs> so um, so we're gonna be your game day media team. So we're gonna give you a pregame show. Um, we're gonna give you a post-game show with probably that's gonna come with a player interview as well, a quick five, ten minute player interview. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna be on color. We got Jonesy on the call. It's beautiful, baby. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited for this opportunity. Um, the only part that's shitty is opening night. Jonesy has prior engagements that he's already has to take care of. So it's going to be me and you opening night. So it's going to be me and you on the pregame. It's going to be me and you on the call for the game. And then it's going to be me and you on the postgame show after. So busy opening night for the boys but we're gonna take yeah. i think our um our pre-game and post-game shows they're only going to be about 15 20 minutes in total each i believe so it's going to be about 40 minutes a night for us roughly yeah. on there right yep but um i i think that's probably the best plan going forward and uh i hope you guys think so as well all our uh wonderful listeners and viewers um of the show uh this year is going to be a big year for us uh with content um output mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot more of us and uh, hopefully hear a lot more of us uh, through word of mouth uh, and just the grapevine. So I'm very pleased that the 73s welcomed us with this opportunity to partner with them, uh, especially uh, not only on our show level, but on our personal level, we'll each have duties uh, within the organization, such as social media and, mm-hmm. uh, as you said, play-by-play or color commentary. Uh, and doing this... Uh, opens a lot of doors for us um so thank you to the 73s for this and uh we look forward to our partnership going forward mm-hmm. yeah what's going to be kind of cool is it's going to allow you guys to focus on the call of the game and then i can kind of put together what we're going to talk about in the like pre-game well yeah, post game exactly. we're pretty well going to talk about what happened during the game obviously right, yeah take notes yeah and we'll um, go from but, there and yeah. play around but we're going to be able to give you injuries who's in who's out uh just what's going on like that so it's it's going to be a great experience for i think for everybody and it's going to not only 
it's going to give 73's fans a little more information on the way to the rink as well, right? So you're going to know who's in and who's out and and this and that. So I'm thinking pregame show, I believe, I think we're going to, don't, this isn't exact times or whatever, but we're hoping to start it. I think it's going to start around 6.20 or 6.30, Okay, I believe. And we're going to run it till about quarter to 10 to, which is going to allow you guys enough time to get up to the booth. Right. Make the call. So, yeah. and then after the game, it will start probably 10, 15 minutes after the game, which will give you guys, you know, a chance to like throw a piss or whatever and get down yeah. to where we need to be. And um, fuck, man, it's going to be good. Yep. It'll be busy, but uh, you know what? I feel that especially myself, I don't know why, if I can speak for you, but I thrive under, uh, I guess, not high stress, but like more pressured situations, you know, where you have to follow a tight timeline. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm very effective at managing time uh, in constrained spaces like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it it uh, develops good time management skills, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm in school, so I've got to balance a few things this year going forward. Like I'm going to be helping uh, this year. I'm going to be back coaching at Essex High for volleyball. Nice. Uh, and then I've got my class schedule, which it, it's not that busy, which I got pretty lucky with. It's mainly later in the week. So beauty. I, it's looking like these opportunities are uh, everything's kind of falling into place right now. Life life is going very well. It's crazy. Hey, eh? I'll just the doors just start swinging open. Hey, eh? it's not. But you know what, though? Like we've we've worked our ass off for this, though. Like, you know, like we've we've grinded to do this. Like yeah, so we put work in. Yeah, so it's it's nice that it's paying off. And like as when it comes to like the pressure situation or whatever, shall you say, one of the things that I'm usually pretty good at is staying calm when the heat's on. No, yeah, that's you know exactly what, I mean? what I'm so, saying. So yeah. and if you stay calm, like it's everything just kind of falls into place. We have to understand that not everything's gonna work out perfect for us. Like no. you know what I mean? Like either too, like when it comes to whatever like we're using all brand new equipment like we don't we're gonna actually head in there i believe sometime early next week Mm -hmm. and uh we're gonna be going in there because everything's being set up on tuesday i want to say the cameras and stuff everything's being set up tuesday so we're gonna meeting with mike to check out the booth and this and that so we're gonna be sitting right up center ice here right in the booth with mike and them so yeah it's gonna be interesting you know what it'll be great to kind of have an inside look uh, about how much goes in not just like I feel like people kind of get the um, wrong impression maybe it's by nature of where you live although m- most of our listeners live locally so they know how much hockey means to this community mm-hmm. uh, and just how good junior C can be and is mm-hmm. um, obviously different areas it might be a little bit less of a bar but around here that's if you make junior C in this area you're a very good hockey player Mm-hmm. And uh, there should be no credit taken away from the young men who have worked hard to get there uh, and showcase what they have, right? Like these, a lot of these guys are just like me. They're busy. They're in school, right? Like they have lives yeah. too, yeah. but they still take time out of their day to work hard at the game they love and they show it on the ice. So if you ever get an opportunity, come and watch these games, especially mm-hmm. this year. Uh, the league's going to have a lot more parity in it and there's going to be a lot of good players playing as opposed to maybe past years mm-hmm. with the mass exodus from leamington so yeah that's what i mean too like yeah junior c this year is gonna be it's gonna be very the stops interesting specifically the stops will be oh yeah and it's go a lot of ways yeah so speaking of the boys mm-hmm. since we talked we had a couple new signings correct yes so uh, who do we got a few, a few pretty big ones. So yeah. Essex continues to build from the back end uh, forward. Mm-hmm. They're pretty confident in their forward core so far, uh, but they ended up going signing a left shot defenseman, Cohen Taves. Or sorry, right shot D-man. Mm-hmm. Right shot D-man. Uh, Cohen Taves. So they strengthened the right side, which I believe last year they only had like one right shot defenseman. Yeah. And it was Jack Bulmer. Mm-hmm. But now they got Cohen Taves, who is, by the way, got the pedigree of being an OHL draft pick. Oh, beauty. Guelph Storm drafted him, uh, I want to say four years ago. Uh, he is one year younger than me, uh, mm-hmm. so 2004 birthday. Uh, Kingsville native and a very good offensively capable defenseman. Mm-hmm. 
like you want to talk about skating ability and shots and the biggest thing which i think is very important to have being a defenseman is being cerebral uh and he's got that offensive iq yeah very good i, I wouldn't surprise me he's gonna head men one of the power plays i would imagine uh he'll be the quarterback up on the blue line uh but going forward essex's decor yeah i like it i like the way things are going here and like not to uh take anything away from cohen but 73's followed this signing up with a pretty big one yeah and it was one i had i had speculated for for quite some time we've been we've been bugging mike about it <laughs> like and he wouldn't tell us but you know what he's i trusted mike bailey uh to get this done because i knew it was going to be something that would come up and like Leave it to him to just play it masterfully. Like, we just signed Gabriel Piccolo. Yeah. You know what that means? This is the GOJHL champions captain. Yeah. My captain. Uh, probably the leader. Bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the leader of the best team in Junior B. Yeah. How's that? Right. All right, we'll take him, you know. Yeah, that's fine. It's it's only oh, like he's going to just... Gabe. We love like, you, buddy. Gabe, if Gabriel Piccolo plays to his potential, which I know he will because this kid is a driven leader. This guy, no, he no. works hard, like, every shift. If he plays to his potential, it's going to be some scary numbers he's putting up. Good. Like, it's not like... And I'm not saying, despite the fact that... um. He's not a giant guy by any means. I think he's about 5'8", maybe, 5'7", yeah. right around there. But he works so hard all over the ice, like two-way player, like especially along the boards. His board play is very strong when he pulls pucks off the boards, especially for being a centerman. Yeah. Not too many centers you see doing that. He'll get right in there, pull the puck out, make a play. Like passing, everything about his game is what you want. Mm -hmm. And boom, 73's just got their first line center. like. Yeah. Everybody's not a question. He, like one of the things too that they were saying, they're like, he's a bulldog. Like he'll hit, he'll get to those dirty areas, he'll, you know, like he'll do whatever it takes. And that's the kind of shit we need going into this season. And he's and he's not just yeah, and he's not just a bulldog. I I don't want to say this to discredit any of the players currently on the 73's roster, but he immediately becomes the most talented player on this roster. Mm-hmm. I think, in my own opinion, after watching him in Leamington for the past two years, yeah, there's some guys who are up there because Essex is like the most, well, they're a very talented team in the league, so they have a lot of good players and a lot of good depth, but top-end talent, this is who you want. You know what, though? You put all that aside, that's all great and everything, but mm -hmm. what's one thing that he's really adding into this locker room? Leadership. Leadership. 100 yeah. percent, right and that's what i felt we kind of needed after last season and i'm not saying our leadership was bad on our team but having a guy come in that's played at a higher level that's one at a higher level that's you know what i mean is exactly great for us so that's it's that success yes it's and not like knows, he was just on some takes. team he yeah. was on the best team yeah it was a top top three top four player on that team mm -hmm. obviously you have the mcpherson twins who Shout out to them. One of them got drafted, so yeah. and the other's been to camps. So it's, but like, <laughs> I, I, this is me being completely honest. Gabriel Piccolo, if not for um, and like I said, this isn't to take away his any credit, but if not for the fact that he was five eight, he probably would have seen OHL time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like when he played Windsor Triple A. Put up some very, very good points. Yeah, let it up. I, I, I urge people, come out this year and watch Gabriel Piccolo and how nasty he is, especially... See, this is what Essex kind of needed, honestly. They needed that star. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. They had the depth. They had the formulated... Yeah, okay, you had a solid top six, solid bottom six. This is like putting a Connor McDavid into any lineup in the NHL. Obviously, that's a gross exaggeration. But yeah. at the same point, it's like... Would you question having that? Everyone wants him. Are you kidding me? And the fact that Essex got him over every other team, that shows players want to play in Essex. Imagine we still had Gooby too. I don't even I know, know, but I'm just saying that. Imagine we still had Gooby too. Gooby, oh. 
shout out to Austin Gouverman. He's only going to yeah. get better. Oh, yeah. But I mean, imagine we still had him too, though. Fuck. We'll see. <laughs> Goovy. Goovy will go up north and he'll have uh, lots of success, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. But uh, so next week, uh, stay tuned. We're going to do our 73s. Uh, full season preview, season preview. thoughts. Discussions. We're gonna bring in Jonesy for that too. Yeah, and of course, yeah, so, we'll have Brendan on the show. Uh, very happy and uh, looking forward to working uh, with him. Yeah, uh, very, very dude. funny guy, very charismatic, and um, very talented in what he does and his calls and uh, just just how smart he is and how much he knows about the game. So I'm uh, looking forward to learning a lot from him as well in yeah, this, this industry. Is- this is beauty before we get into kind of like some NHL stuff. And I know there's been some recent trades and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so I brought E to that ALS game. Oh yeah. The Bob and, Jones. And, yeah. And talk about there. That. What a fucking game that was. Um, just the players that they had out there, Brady Kachuk, Dylan Larkin, Debrinket, Brochu played net. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, he was kind of a last, uh, he got, he was signed later on, I think for that. He made some Signed fucking up. nice saves too, man. Brett's um, a good goalie. Di Pietro, Cassian, uh, Wallman. There Jack was Campbell. Jack Campbell, Brady Kachuk, if I haven't mentioned him yet. Yeah, you um, did. But, uh, Jack, yeah, like, everyone on that lineup was nasty. Oh, yeah. Easton Cowan from London. Yeah. Um, Who else was there? Jack Studnika. Yeah. All those guys. They're Sergeyev. incredible. Adam Henrique. Yeah, so there was fucking... It was a studded, star-filled lineups. Unfortunately, Taylor Hall couldn't play. No, he couldn't play, but he was there in attendance. Mm -hmm. He was like... I literally, from where I was sitting to where he was standing, I could have, like, threw something and hit him. Like, (laughs) I could have went like this and threw something and hit him. That's how close he was to us. That's awesome. We were right by the Zamboni entrance. Yeah. So, like, when they did the pregame, like, intros, they were all right there like literally right there i could have reached down and touched their helmets that's when actually they went so by. sick and so then... i gotta ask uh obviously these guys aren't trying full tilt maybe some of the ohl guys to oh, try and like... no they were moving they were moving but like it's also not game seven stanley cup final but no, i i, but I do I... want to ask um who who in your opinion was the best player out there so the one line was Larkin, Debrinket, and Brady Kachuk yeah. played on a line. So what was cool. that? I think they had Brady scored a couple times. Larkin scored a couple times. Like they scored probably four or five times that, that line alone. Well, Larkin so fast, is dude. not a big guy at all. No, he's about five, six. Yep. But what a fucking shot on that guy. My God. His wrist he, shot's gross. Oh, he shot one during the warm-up. It hit the crossbar. It went straight up. I'm telling you, WFCU, you know how high that Giant. is? Yeah. It like, fucking almost hit the Raptors. It was fucking, bing, like, and straight up, like, missile. I was just like, whoa. He's, yeah. he's got a cannon, dude. Boy, I can wear it. I probably expect him to play on a line with Larkin this year. I'm going to assume he's going to be on Larkin's wing. They're going to be on the pair. Of, they're going to be on the top group obviously but yeah whoever else plays with them will be sort of the net <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be nice to have raymond yeah playing that gets could a, be a power play unit though you can't get all horny on the first line and load it all up like that yeah, I, that's exactly what i'm saying i could also see uh, numerous things i could see them putting a one maybe a guy who is a grinder who's going to be the guy who bangs into the door or something like a klim costin mm-hmm. or they could put a veteran guy out there i david perron yeah, I'd probably go. Oh yeah, Cop played too. Oh yeah, that's right, Andrew Cop. Um, so speaking of the Red Wings, we just had a trade recently. Well, okay, I guess we're going most. Yeah, we'll do trade. it. We'll do it. We're right. with the Wings right now. We might as well. So seventy or seventy threes. We already talked about them. Uh, <laughs> the Red Wings have acquired Michigan native Jeffrey Petrie. Mm-hmm. from the Montreal Canadiens, who they just got him back this year. Uh, but they trade uh, Gustav Lindstrom. That's Lindstrom. No relation to... Nick. The perfect Nick. human. Strom. <laughs> uh, and a conditional 
2025 fourth round pick. I don't know what the condition is. It's probably the condition is, hey, you might never get this pick. I don't know. <laughs> it's still our it's just a throw in. <laughs> he didn't want to be back in Montreal. No, he did. No, and he knew as soon as he was traded there that he was going to get flipped again. He's like, I'm not. It's not going to happen. So you said a deal like this almost went through a, a few years ago, right? We were well, talking. Well, I had been hearing for the past two years. Oh, Red Wings are interested in Jeff Petrie, and I was kind of like, it's kind of weird. He gets paid a lot of money. Red Wings are interested in Jeff Petrie. Okay, well, but the thing is, he had a high cap hit. But when he got traded from Pittsburgh to Montreal, Pittsburgh retained salary. And now he just got traded from Montreal to Detroit, so even more of his salary was retained. So I don't even know the exact amount we're paying him right now. So the uh, Wings but, are paying him minimal, pretty much. Yeah, they're paying him, I think, I think like 25 35% of his contract or something like that. So they're probably paying him a couple million bucks. Yeah. And you know what? For what it is, it's totally worth it. You get a guy who wants to be here, who's a leader. He's been to the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. Also played with very talented players back in his Edmonton days. Yes, for sure. But what you're getting is uh, ultimately middle pairing or bottom pairing defenseman who, you know what, he, he has some flashes still. He might be getting up there in age. I think he's 36, 37 maybe, but he's still got something to give. And I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe sees some four-on-three power play time, control, controlled situations. They're not going to overplay him. He's old. Uh, he's not what he used to be. He's not going to be zipping around out there, but at the same point, he still has stuff to give, uh, whether it's off the ice or on the ice. So what do you think? Do you enjoy the signing or? I don't mind it at all. Adds a little depth too. Um, like mm-hmm. we were saying, it adds a right shot D I'm sure he's going to be using mm-hmm. multiple situations. Um, I like that. It adds a little bit of leadership in with some of the younger guys as well. I think that's mm-hmm. what we really need moving forward when it comes time to making the push for the playoffs and just a guy, like you said, that's been to the finals that knows what it takes to get there. And mm-hmm. to have these young him in with these young guys, you know, like Larkin and even though Larkin is a captain and he's been in the league seven, eight years now, but he's still young. And uh, he, the part that sucks is we have guys like Dylan Larkin, that have not even has he played a freaking playoff game yet? Yeah, he played six. Okay, back right, when they lost right, first round, to, right at the start of his career, then. they lost first round to Tampa his first yeah. year in the league. Yeah, we need to get this guy back in the playoffs. So listen, I saw something the other day. It was uh, NHL put it out. It was an over under thing. I think it was over under on Larkin for ninety points. And if I'm being completely honest, this year I'm taking the over. Mm-hmm. I think Larkin, he's a true leader, and he wants playoffs bad. Oh, yeah. He's been, he's been through so much crap in Detroit. So many bad years. 17 wins is all they mustered in 2019, 2020. Oh, That's sad. Was that the shortened season? Yeah. yeah 60, 67 games. No, they were on pace to win 20 games. Yeah. That's a historically bad season. Oh, shit. They've had one of the best seasons and one of the worst seasons in history. Jesus. Yeah, it's not good. But I just... still, Yeah, I know that's right. Now we can't say we're the best season. No. Yeah, we also didn't get bounced first round, though. Suck on that, Bees fans. Um, and Tampa fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We lost yeah. in the finals that year. Yeah, we did. Got swept for nothing, but... Man. That was Jersey, right? Uh, 96? So, yes. Yeah, I was New Jersey. Yep. Oh, what? No, that was ninety five, ninety six. They got uh conference got, finals. Colorado. Yeah, they got yeah, they got beat by Colorado. Colorado won. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, ninety five. The year before they went to the finals and were four zero. That's what it was. So they were right there. But anyway, I'm happy. And as you were saying, the cool thing is, Stad played for the Tigers. Yeah, and they're both gonna wear the same number. Yeah, and he looks just like his dad. Yeah. See the photo? Mm-hmm. I was like, that's Jeff Petrie if you put on a ball cap. like My dad's actually got a photo with his dad from one of the Tiger games. That's sick. Um, is two, it Dan? I think is it Dan so. Petrie? I think so. I think it I is. I don't know. I think so. It's I'm not yep, sure. Dad Dan Petrie. Okay. Yep, I just read it. Yep. Okay. So, um, 
maybe the name will bring some more championship luck considering his dad is an 84 world series champion too so let's just throw that in there i think yeah so the wings will have him for two more years yeah and likely that's when he retires i'd imagine unless who knows maybe he sticks around but um on a more somber note uh, i'll get this out of the way yeah. uh just because it's uh you know it's it is a point of discussion but at the same point uh you have to understand people are still mourning as this is very recent and it's very tragic um, the Toronto Maple Leafs first round pick 15th overall in 2020, uh, Rodion a uh, young Russian man has passed away at the age of 21. Brutal man. Did they say what was, what was the cause? Uh, Rodian had battled with a brain tumor for the past two years. And, uh, unfortunately he, he ended up, uh, his body succumbed to it and, uh, yeah, he, he passes away. This this kid is only two years older than me. That's brutal, man. He's a 2001 birthday. Like, that's... And I say this to everyone who's listening. Uh, it puts it into perspective that you never truly know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it could be an hour from now. It could be 60 years from now that I die. Yeah. I don't know. Treat every moment... Not just every day. People say every day. Treat every moment as if it's your last. For sure. What do you want people to remember you for? This young man, he was known for his bright smile mm-hmm. and the charisma he brought into the arena every day and the hard work ethic he had. So young. And you know what? Uh, it's it's tragic. So thoughts go out to the whole family of Rodi and Amirov and, you know, the fans of the Maple Leafs who he was a first round pick prospect and there was a lot to look forward to not just about the player he was but the person he was a lot of character and uh the hockey world's missing another one today yeah so you probably think too he's probably maybe what probably a year or two out from was he probably would have had a shot at training camp this year that's what I mean so he was very good in the KHL it's brutal. The so, kid's kid had his whole life ahead of him, and you know what I mean? It's just fucking, it sucks when shit like this happens. I hate it. I hate seeing it, you know, like, especially for me. Like, I'm almost 40, right? So, but when I see, like, to me, these, these are kids, man. These are kids. Yeah. And it's like, he just, ah, it just bugs me. Had his whole career ahead of him. So, we're definitely um thinking about everybody there. That's brutal. Not good. Um, what but, else we got going on going around the league here? Well, uh, this is on a more lighthearted note. NHL 24 uh, released their cover athlete, yeah. and everyone could have seen it coming. Surprise, surprise. Kale McCarr, yeah. um, best defenseman in the NHL, won the Norris and the Stanley Cup same year, and the – was he Con Smythe? I think he was. I think no. he was, yeah. Was he? Yeah, he was. So, uh, whatever, he <laughs> – yeah uh i mean what can you say kemo car is premier and this also uh to people who are listening this is a perfect example of why you should be watching junior a hockey not not major junior like the big three league in canada i'm talking junior a bchl ajhl mjhl um ojhl which the flyers are a part of now Kale McCarr in his draft year played in the AJHL. Mm-hmm. He didn't play in any major professional sports league or college. He was drafted. I, it was fourth overall. Being, no, what was he drafted? No, I'm just shaking my head. Oh, like okay. It's nuts. <laughs> but anyway, he, he played in the AJ. Like, Alberta Junior Hockey League, for anyone who uh, didn't know about that. But, um, like, good players can come from the lower leagues. Oh, yeah. And it's the, it's the scouts that look and they go, like, people were going, whoa, Makar, whoa, he played in the AJ. Yeah, he had record-breaking points, but, like, come on, that's Junior A. Who's laughing now? Yeah. Stanley Cup The defenseman champion. who's putting up 90 points? Yeah. Come on. The only defenseman who's rivaled him offensively in the past five years has been Roman Yossi. Yeah. No one, those two are in uh, their upper echelon. Darlene's like, starting to, like, creep in there now. Who's that? Rasmus Dahlin's starting to creep in there now. He's looking now listen, good. Now, <laughs> this is a perfect segue 
to my next point. I was thinking about like, you know, this year in playoffs and stuff. And I see posts, teams are uh, like uh, a lot of Instagram pages are starting to put out their rankings for the next year where they think teams finish. Mm-hmm. It's scary how many of them are underrating the Buffalo Sabres. I, I, I know. I don't think the Buffalo Sabres have a shot at a wild card. They have a shot, legit shot at the top three in the division. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. are. Very, they have a six foot seven centerman who just yeah. scored 50 goals. Yeah. Cage Thompson. Yeah, they're uh, they're one of those teams that are sneaky good. Oh, d- d- not even sneaky. Their two goalies are rookie, like very young. Uka Pekalukinen, UPL, you could just yeah. call him, and Devin Levi, who's who's scary. Devin mm-hmm. Levi is scary good. Is he the? I don't know if I'm going. Did he play for Canada? Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, I was gonna say, am I going crazy here? He, did he play? He for lost. Canada? He lost in the gold medal. To uh, the Trevor Zegers, Cole Caulfield, uh, those guys. The World Juniors, right? Yeah, that was twenty. Was that the one when? Was that an overtime? No, that one was a two nothing shutout. Okay, I was gonna say. Remember, oh, it was, was uh, Spencer Knight. Lost an OT. That's a while back, no eh? Yeah, yeah, but like remember when the stick blew up? Someone was going to shoot from Canada in overtime, and the stick blew up, and then they yeah. like went down the ice and scored. And I was yeah, like, Canada's oh. had some crazy moments. Remember. Yeah. Uh, the OT versus Finland last year. Finland shot it. It hit the crossbar and was right on the goal line. Yeah. And what's his it's... name? Batted it out of the air. McTavish. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy how much stuff can change in a second. But um, also a couple of retirements. Uh, this is also why I feel Buffalo could move up in the division. The Boston Bruins lose their top two centers. Yeah. So... Huge shout out to this man in his career because growing up, he was very awesome to watch. I loved watching him because of how much uh, pain and strife he caused the Leafs nation. Uh, <laughs> Patrice Bergeron, what an absolute legend. You want to talk about top 10 most clutch players of all time? Mm-hmm. He's in there for me. They're, they were talking about possibly renaming one of the nhl awards after him weren't they because he won yep it like the frank j selkie trophy yeah because he won it like six times or something six or seven times or something the best like that. the best best two-way forward in the game mm-hmm. not even close you look at his steals his takeaways versus giveaways ratio oh yeah it's, it's ridiculous insane. no one touches it mm-hmm. and then the other one they lost now as this guy retired two years ago then he came back now he's retired again I think for good this time, uh, David Krejci. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of came in this year for his last hurrah. Very good and underrated player across his whole career. Not enough people talk about David Krejci. But uh, he so, calls it quits. And So right now that leaves McAvoy as a first-line center. So we got issues in Boston right now. Charlie McAvoy is a defenseman. Oh, sorry. Fucking duh. Pavel Zaka. Yes, that's it. You're thinking, oh. no, you're thinking of Charlie Coyle. Yes, that's who I'm but, talking about. But he, he'll why. be second was, line. Uh, Pavel Zaka would be above him. him. Fucking mixed up. I don't know why. They're both Charlies. They're both Charlie. Well, there you go. That's probably why. <laughs> but yeah, Coyle, I, I think they'll put Zaka on the first yeah. line. But or you just fucking trade for a guy for fuck's sakes. Get a guy in. I, I think Get they a guy know. in there. I think they know this is it and good for them. Mm hmm. Just like slowly decline. Just let it happen. Don't Do pull think, a wings and try and oh we got a grip on. No. Does Taylor Hall normally of... play wing or center? Taylor Hall? Yeah. He's gone. You got I traded. know, I know, but does he normally play wing or center? He's a left wing. Okay. I was gonna say if he played center, fuck, they're probably kicking themselves in the ass now for him going to Chicago now that I think they're kinda accepting the inevitable. Yeah. Come on. Ottawa's gonna get better. Buffalo's getting better. Detroit's getting better. Mm-hmm. Montreal, they're in the middle of a rebuild. They're going to be better in next year and the year after. Yeah. Boston, Tampa. Yeah. Sliding. Toronto, they'll kind of sit in limbo, but give them three years. They'll be down as well. Matthews is still not signed. He's got it until next summer. We'll I see. know, but do you really want to? Do you really want him not signed coming the trade deadline? Oh, no. You know what I mean? But like, let's get this shit over with here. 
Find the fucking guy to a max deal, pay him his fucking money or whatever, and let's move on with it, Toronto. Jesus. But if I was them, I would be reeling back. Like, Matthews, and I think, uh, what did Biz say on Chicklets the one day? And Matthews, like, the first two years of his deal or whatever, he made, like, with all the bonuses or whatever, he made, like, 30 or $40 million over the first two years of his contract. So that's crazy. You know what I mean? And that was what he had another, what, three to four years after that making 11 cheats, 10, 11. Right, cheats. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he, you have to figure over the life of this contract, he's made probably like 50 or $60 million over this past contract alone. That's crazy. That's not including any of his entry level and all of his, you know, whatever he makes from there. Fuck. I'm sure he hit his goal bonuses, his point bonuses, his, you know what I mean? I'm sure they get all that. I just realized, I don't think we ever discussed this. EK 65 to the penguins. Yeah. Fuck. That's another one. Like, that's what I mean. Hockey's been crazy lately. There's a lot of different guys in different jerseys this year. The, that is like, think about that. Cause it's a win now in Pittsburgh. You're all you got maybe two to three solid think, years left with Crosby in them. Think about it though. They have two of the best forwards from the 2010s and Malkin and Crosby, and now the best defenseman, not even close, Eric Carlson of the 2010s. Mm-hmm. Mind you, they're both getting older now, but and you we'll still have Crystal Tang. I, see, that's the thing. I don't know why you do that. Oh, I do because it's Eric Carlson, but at the same point. Come on. Do you see who else? You have Chris Letang. I saw Mike Grinnell. Shout out Mike. He was saying the same thing on the show for Spitting Chicklets. You have Chris Letang. Now what? You're just going to throw away the 15 years he's been on your team and say, sorry, now you're in second place. I don't think he'll care that much. But at the same point, two really good right shot D, mm-hmm. and you got what? You're just going to hope they can swim with whoever's on the left side, Marcus Pedersen. See who else they're uh, talking to? Who? Pittsburgh, you didn't see who else they're talking to? No, who? Coming back to the NHL? They're talking to Yager. The 74-year-old Yager. Dude, you know how actually sick that would be? Like, Yarmir Yager is one of my favorite players of all time. But they're talking I would actually love that. They're saying that they're working on a deal with him that is more than halfway done. That is, it will be a, like, minimal money deal and you're kidding that's actually so sick they're looking at they're looking at him for a one-year deal is what they're looking at right now so he's gonna put up 120 points again he's gonna be insane (laughs) he's gonna be in the pittsburgh uni again dude i love yarmir yager he's so sick so we'll see time time will tell but i've seen that more than once in the like media and on well i've seen i remember a few years back the same thing was rumored about pavel datsuk so we'll see Remember, they were like, oh, Wiseman, you talked to Datsuk's agent. Uh, but I could see Yager doing it. Yager, he literally has come out on his Instagram all the time, and he's like, hey, NHL teams, I'm a free agent. Sign yeah, me. He, and he's fucking, that guy's a freak, too. He's always what in is shape. What is he, like 52? So. Oh, he's like 6'4", 230 pounds. Yeah, he's Ripped. a truck. Yeah. He's a tank. But Dude, he's like, he, human Lemieux would have been scary on the same line. He could be the type of guy you throw him out on the ice and they're like, power play or whatever park oh, your yeah. big ass out front of the net and use those sweet power hands. play merchant use i think those they might, sweet hands with his passing i think they might put him on the half wall just to dish out the puck he's so mm. he's good he's like if nikita kucherov was tall and better mm-hmm. years ago yeah obviously now kucherov's league's better but i'm just saying in her prime what did yeah. what did yager so, have like 160 points the one year yeah. like it's so look for that so that is, I am looking for that. I, I didn't see that anywhere, yeah. but so that I would be sick. That. It would be a minimal deal, though. I know that for sure. Well, Kyle Dubas isn't going to – um, he's not going to spend a lot of money and give him a fucking three-year deal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to – if and if he plays one year and it's good and wants to come back, then maybe he'll run it back, the, you know, the following season. But – I, I just had that. a feeling that he he misses the NHL. He's still fucking playing either way. So if you can play in the NHL, why would you not? But He's I have a feeling. In the Czech Republic, he's good. I have, a, I have a feeling, though, if he does get signed, 
with them that this will be his last season in hockey because he wants to finish where he started. That's so he, I have a he's feeling for that, a lot of teams. He has. He's played well, let's let's run it back. He's been in Pittsburgh, he's Pittsburgh. been in Washington, he's been in New York, New York. he's Boston, Boston, Dallas. Was he in New Jersey for a hot minute too, or no? I believe so. Let's look it up. Now you got me fucking thinking about it. I know he was in Dallas for like a season. He played with Brett Hull and was cracked. But played in Florida. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Florida. That's oh Calgary for like a very short stint. That's what I mean. He's played in fucking so many different. I got him. Never played Detroit. Imagine him with Fedorov back in the day. I'm pulling up his elite prospect. You should see his career achievements it's if i listed them all right now all right so he played in pittsburgh washington new york philadelphia philly that's right boston new jersey florida and calgary is where he's played so let's look up his achievements here well, I got it here. I got it. You want me to read it? Yeah, fire it off. It's fucking unreal. So, so he has won the Art Ross Trophy five times. He has won the Hart Trophy once. He has won the Lester B. Pearson three times, and the Bill Masterton once. Mm-hmm. And he's also That's, a member. and he's also a Stanley Cup champion, uh, two time, right? Yeah, and he's a triple gold club member. Yep, that's right. He's a seven-time first-team All-Star, two-time or sorry, one-time second-team All-Star. He was a rookie of, he was in the um, rookie All-Stars when he was obviously first joined the league. Um, two-time World Cup champ or World Cup or World Championship gold medalist, I should say. Uh, he's got an Olympic gold. He's got a world championships two bronze medals an olympic bronze medal a world junior bronze medal he's been league mvp that's crazy <laughs> like, you know who yeah. that reminds me of just a guy like that who's an og and i'd love to see him come back and play it was it was like when kovalchuk came back to the nhl yeah. and he was with montreal mm-hmm. i'll never forget because my dad's a huge Habs fan yeah. and i was a big kovey fan growing up watching him on the thrashers his first goal is a Montreal Canadian. He comes down on a two-on-one in OT, toe drags it and goes bar down. I remember that goal. Missile. Yeah. And everyone's like, Ilya Kovalchuk ends it. And he's running around like celebrating. It was so sick. Everybody's it like, he's nasty. back. He's getting 60. Meanwhile, he just got one sick, dirty, nasty goal. He had, he had quite a few points yeah. for them. I'm yeah. surprised they never resigned him. They traded him at the deadline to uh, Washington. I have a feeling that's that was... retired. But that could have been more of an attitude thing, though. I've heard he's been at, but that guy don't give a fuck really? when he plays. Yeah, like I know. Yeah, he'll, he'll hit you. He'll fight you too. Like oh, he's he big. He's yeah, big. That's what I mean. He he's like care. he's like a Yager build. They're both yeah. really big guys. Ovi's kind of along that same build, right? Ovi's like two thirty. Beefier. Yeah, Ovi's a truck. He's like he he gets up near two fifty. I think. Yeah. Jesus. So it's fucking crossing sauces all the time. That's what's fucking, you know what I mean? He's missing his teeth. The guy's nuts. Do you see the one video of him standing on the bench? A puck hits him in the mouth. He just stands there. Yeah. He gets smoked (laughs) by a full wrist shot. And he goes. He just like looks around like, did that just happen? Everyone else on the bench is like. Everybody's ducking. He just. And he just goes whack. Well, he's at home like. Jeez, Russia, they're like wrestling bears and shit. So who knows, right? So I love, uh, I love Obi, though. one of my favorites for sure. Oh, he's hilarious. What else you got? You got anything else? Or are we I think that's pretty up? much it. Just a quick recap of what's been going on in the hockey world. Let you guys know what's going on with us. What have you been doing, though? Like, what, how did you cut your finger? Oh, my finger? And you can't really see it right now, but. Oh, yeah, you can me. definitely see it. Oh, okay. Well, I. I punched so. Oh. I I'm I work fast at work, and I was uh, cutting with one of my case cutters, and there's like these shrink wrapped water bottles, right? And you have to be careful not to cut the plastic because you'll cut right into the water bottle. They're pretty thin. Yeah. Uh, they're big ones. Well, my blade slid off the plastic, and I just like it wasn't a cut, 
the entire blade went like right into my finger. So yeah. And it was stuck in there and my buddy's looking at me. He's like, well, that's not good. And I pulled it out of my finger cause I'm an idiot and it, it squirts blood out everywhere. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that's really not good. And my finger yeah. was flapped open. Oh, so I, I went in and I, you know, whatever, I sucked the blood off of it, cleaned it out, put peroxide on it. And then uh, I just held it for like 15 minutes to try and get it to reseal a bit. And it kind of cauterized itself. Yeah. yeah. So now you just leave it. And then I just, I, I wrapped the bandaid around it, left it for the day, didn't put too much pressure on it. And that's, uh, it'll probably leave a scar cause it's very deep, uh, yeah. but it doesn't hurt too bad right Would now. You would have been deep enough for stitches or it's a clean oh, cut oh so yeah. it's like a it's like a split because um well i'll show you right here this is the culprit so oh jesus that yeah, that, that tip of that blade went into in your my, finger yeah. my thumb there yeah that's a good one but is what it is no big deal it's worst thing's gonna happen i could get stuck in the baler that's pretty so, bad so everybody knows i've been trying to get this guy to play golf with me fucking forever hey listen i'm gonna get out uh, so this weekend <laughs> i'm going with my buddy on saturday oh so that's get... great well you're going with your fucking buddy you're not going with me <laughs> like you are my buddy man not <laughs> no the same i know one, but, but i mean i mean you're going with your other buddy that's great and everything but i'll go next week uh my I'm... dad's off from work yeah we're both so... off so i was thinking that we get me you drew and him out and we do like a practice round type deal just to see how we shoot as a probably not gonna scramble. use any of my t-offs that's okay i'm but i'll tell you man off off listen, the box so listen you give me a nice we're 200 we're 200 yards from the hole i'll pull out a nice six iron and just if put I'm, it right on there if i'm driving good mm -hmm. like if i'm good off the box yeah i know you said you hit we're over gonna three. be we're gonna be inside 200 yards on a lot of holes good so <laughs> i like i said my irons my mid-range i'm pretty good i've got a lot better and out of the sand yeah i'm, I'm actually nasty you get stuck in a bunker i'm pretty good i'm good off the tee box usually like driving the ball my irons are eh, okay um if you get me within 100 with a 60 degree though oh it's pretty good though so, or uh, even my putting i've made it yeah. some of my buddies can testify i've made a few pretty pretty long mm -hmm. putts but uh I, I just like, yeah, the short to mid-range game. I'm a lot better. It's just because I, I put a lot more, uh, you have to in those shots. You put a lot more weight on your front foot. Uh, and also just the mechanics of it. My wrist, I'm coming more downward, right? As opposed to my driver, I stand a bit farther back. And I if I try and punch it anything over 250, I end up slicing it. Yeah. If I just... take a bit off, I can hit it dead center. But all I need you guys to do is hit a fairway. You guys hit a fairway that right. allows that that allows me to free swing. There you go. Right. So <laughs> yep. that's usually my dad, when I'm my dad's when I'm my usually best. pretty good too off the off the tee box. So yeah. yeah that's well, where he's his best. Let's, so let's get around next week with yep. all with all, all four of us. We'll work yep. something out. What Sounds days good. are you off? Are you off any days next week? Uh I'm actually working quite a bit. But like afternoons I'm pretty free after two uh or three, but I'm, I believe Archer View has a deal. It's like one o'clock and later you get two guys around a golf and a cart. It's like 40 bucks each. Oh, well, that's what we're doing then. But because um, I've got, I know I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I think Friday, Saturday. So Thursday, I think, is my only day off next week. Uh, Pretty full week, but making the dough, getting ready. Want... Well, I took the hit with the school bank yeah. account. Woo, baby. Do you want to maybe play Thursday during the day? Like early? Uh, Sure. Okay, let me talk to Steph tonight. We'll see. We'll see. And then because yeah. Steph's off all next week too. So, well, no, Steph works Monday, Tuesday, but then she's off the rest of the week. We might take the kids away for a night, but that might be like either Wednesday or Friday. So Okay. How are your kids doing? Well, Ethan's all geeked up he's getting ready to start hockey soon so he's all fired up me and him are going to make a day of it soon we're going to go stick shopping and probably lunch and stuff like that nice so we're going to do that but yeah he's going to go into the sailors camp coming up in harrow it's like a week long but it's 80 dollars for seven hours of ice time oh wow for him so i'm definitely going to put him in that plus all my friends run run that like hockey school so 
he's going to go into that. And also, I know we were just shooting the shit about golf and everything. Everybody, the 73s tournament is September 23rd is the 73s tournament. Right, there's just a over link. a month away. Yeah, there's a link on the page. Smash the link. Throw your team in right now. It's like mm-hmm. 130 bucks a golfer or something. So it's a great tournament. It's going to fill quick. So I'm telling you now, get your teams in. We're already in. Get your teams in because that tournament fills fast. So make sure you just wanted to mention that. It's lots of fun too. Yeah. And get to see the boys out there. and Yeah, you can see fun. some of the boys. You play a great course. We're gonna, we might actually, I'm thinking now I have the Swing app that ah. it's called smooth swing we're framing right. our round because it's easier to do from a scramble because we're all hitting from the same shot right yeah. so i'm thinking that our round is going to be filmed so josh already gave me permission for us to film on the course anytime we want when we're there so it's and it's easy if we have me you andrew there like it should be pretty easy for us to film so cool. we're probably going to do that so we'll figure awesome. it out so sounds, it'll be fun it'll be good, good. So just kind of filling everybody in on what's going mm-hmm. on anything else bro or are you uh i think that's pretty much it all right so until next week when we got jonesy sitting here with us so we get the boys and it's going to be a different look too we're going to sit in studio here all yep. three of us yeah we're gonna we're gonna link up and finally use some of our uh, new toys yeah so. we got some new toys here we got all these microphones and recorders and cameras and shit so it's going down <laughs> but all right Brother. until yeah until next week and tristan we're out of here we'll talk to you see you later everyone I could do